trying to work the buttons and you're throwing shit at me. Welcome to Crap Your Castle, Josh. It's Jeff. And I'm Mark. Wait, what? Come on. You've been ranging on the uh, the, the, oh, lone, the new Lonely oh, Island God, like, yeah, okay, for yeah. a whole week. Well, and I've been like I've been quietly saving this for that moment just oh, to be able it. to go. And, and I'm stepped Mark. on your dick. I'm sorry. Anyways, that's well. <laughs> yeah, I'm standing over here rather confused at the moment, but it is what Have it you is. not watched the new Lonely Island? I have seen it, okay. but and I just I'm wasn't Mark. expecting that to cool. Yeah, and I'm Mark. His name's Jose! <laughs> and I'm Mark. And I'm Mark. And we uh, are at the Vine Barrel, so we've got some special hey, guests. On location. Studio. Greetings. Uh, uh, Gavin was on, uh, man, it's been maybe six months or so. Mm, maybe longer than that. Yeah, it was It was before you guys had the uh, the Stout came out bottles, yeah. Um, and then uh, it, it, it was at, well, when was the Fish concert? So so Ben's here, head brewer, and... We're going to run an offer right at last August, I think. August, wow, so it's been that long. Okay, cool. So, and here we are, nine months later, give or take. And okay. we're back. <laughs> now, thanks, uh, you know, for hosting us again, guys, and uh, thanks for uh, coming on. Thanks for making us stand up in our own brewery. Hey, no problem. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> no, this is honestly how we normally do it. And the last time we were talking about it, last time I just didn't bring the mic stands because... Yeah. It's, it, it, you know, so Josh is in, uh, in, in, in training, shall we say. And, uh, you know, what's one of the things you learn is you need to, like, stand up so your diaphragm and, you know, when you're speaking and you're doing a lot of voice recording, it's What about my diaphragm? Know. Is it still in? Yeah. Okay, I cool. think so. Is that I what so. I was hitting? Hope so. <laughs> <laughs> and I got Wells out. All right, Wells is already tapped out. But uh, yeah, no, it's yeah. It, it always freaks people out too. They're like, "Oh, you guys stand?" Like, yeah, yeah we're somewhat professional. Yeah, I mean, we we stand basically all day. I'm always more comfortable standing. Yeah, it's great. I needed to stand up more. <laughs> <laughs> so what's been going on since we've been here last? Like, what's changed? What's new? Uh, we fired Ben. Okay. Uh, we had to rehire him, though. Rehired, <laughs> rehired myself. Yeah, he rehired himself. Uh, I don't know. We did a bottle release in uh, January. Turned out real nice. Thanks. We uh, done a few can releases since then. Indeed. Kinda Indeed. Uh, plan uh, on so doing a few more. Yeah, and uh, I've noticed a lot of them have been your... Like, the West Coast is making the cans, which I'm super excited about. Anytime I see the West Coast, of course, you know, what do I always say? I walk in, whatever you got, give me your West Coast double, I'll take it. I've got a Crowler Thumper sitting right there right now. Um, and uh, no, I saw Cadillac Rainbows was in, and some of your New England stuff's been popping in cans. So it seems like those have been going pretty quick, too, from what I've been able to tell. Yeah, we're doing uh, Cadillac Rainbows. Uh, in cans again next Friday and uh, Imaginary Rulebook, which is a double hazy, both of which are fish references. So it's in honor of the the boys finally coming back to Charlotte <laughs> since 2014. Are you trying to lure them here? Is that what's going on? That would be amazing. I mean, I'm like, I, look, I'm not even mad. I'm a little jealous that you've got that ability. But I, I, I can I dream. Even, I don't even know what I'd I, Yeah, I'd just probably break down and do a puddle with something. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. I'd buy, I think I'd rather buy tickets to that, actually. That's right. <laughs> uh, cool. That would be pretty cool. I'm not holding my breath, though. Oh, no. Still, though. It's a, it's a nice tribute. Nothing wrong with that. Well, they don't drink, though, so. Right? Mm-hmm. Allegedly. Allegedly. Oh. Allegedly. Are we ready for news? Because Wells, you put a whole shit sentence. Oh, we, we got a lot, a lot of articles. I can't wait to, to see about? if I remember any of these stories. 
Well, how about I, I tell you the first one where Colorado breweries are closing, but hey, wait, the bubble's bursting, but it's not. But it is, but it's not, but it is, but it's not. Pretty sure the article made the point of, but it's not. It, it did. It's, yes, we are experiencing an unusually large spate of breweries in an area of Colorado closing. I think it was like four so far this year. But this is just what happens when you have breweries opening up at a regular, or I'm not a regular, like a, a, just an unusually high rate. You know, a couple of years ago, just a drop in the bucket of uh, in breweries and planning than what we have now. So it's only natural that, you know, as the market gets a little bit more crowded, some of the you know, people have to get out. It's just the nature of the business. I'd be interested to see how many, how many opened in that area comparative to Charlotte, just from a standpoint of like, you know, we've kind of been wondering for a while... Like when the, like we know the cream will rise to the top, we know the good will survive. And, you know, we, we talked about, uh, I guess it was uh, about a month ago at Birdsong, uh, Three Spirits was shutting its doors. And, you know, we kind of wondered like if that maybe had something to do with it. There's just, you know, you're getting to have enough good competition that, you know, you can't just come in and be like, hey, I'm excited about beer and I'm going to do a thing in a place. You know, if you don't have a good location, if you don't have a, you know, something that's going to draw people in, it's going to be tough to stay open. So, is that enough? No, okay. Wells was over there. I thought maybe you were uh, <laughs> magically pulling together all that info. One thing that article mentioned was a lot of these guys had like five-year leases. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then, you know, rents increase a lot of times when your lease is up. And so that's probably, you know, now like commercial real estate, like where we are and stuff down the street and whatnot. I mean, well, and that, that was something I was going to talk about, especially here in Charlotte, how insane the real estate has gotten over the last five or six years. I can see a lot of places being in similar situations in three or four years down the road if they signed a five year lease because the rents tripled all of a sudden. Yeah. And we will see a downturn fairly soon, probably, but I don't think it's going to affect Charlotte nearly as much as the rest of either North Carolina or the East Coast because. People keep moving here, and we have so many apartments. Yeah, we might see an apartment bubble burst, but I think, <laughs> I mean, it'll it'll hold out. I mean, as best I can tell by the amount of apartment space that they built in the last, I mean, even year, I feel like they've probably doubled the population capacity of Charlotte, or at least it feels that way. I can't, I, you know, going down South End, and then just you know, even up here in the Notage, everywhere I go, it's like, oh wow, new new apartments. Who's moving into all these? What's happening to all the millennials? Old I guess. <laughs> so do it. If I, and millennials. If I was looking to open an apartment complex this time last year, I'd be getting a little worried and thinking, you know, maybe the bubble's going to burst. But as a, you know, you guys opened up a little over a year ago, so this, when you kept seeing the number of breweries in Charlotte area, North Carolina in general, was like, was there a point that you started to doubt like whether or not opening a brewery is a good thing or? Well, I think we saw the, the kind of 10-year plan mm-hmm. for this area, and there's a 300, I think, unit uh, apartment complex going across the street, plus a 39-unit condo, uh, and then there's plans for 2022 to have an 850-unit mm. um, apartment complex going just around the corner. So I don't know. Something might burst, but we're hoping those apartments get filled. And well, I mean, I'm, I'm wondering more as a... You know, as a brewery in planning, was there a moment that you guys were worried that maybe there are too many breweries in Charlotte and we're going to get lost in the mix? I think that's why they fired Ben. <laughs> they rehired him. He rehired himself. Oh, right, totally right, right, fine. right. Yeah. I mean, I, I think 
to, to answer your question, the most basic generalization ever. Uh, anybody that opens a business probably questions whether or not they did the right thing or they did it the right way. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I think the point about the bubble not really bursting, according to that article anyway, maybe, but uh, I think it's one of those things, I think number of new breweries opening up uh, creates an element of competition which we haven't seen before. And that's definitely more noticeable now than it, it used to be. Mm-hmm. It's not that we're not all still friends uh, and help each other out, whether it's I need a bag of malt or you know, a bag of hops or whatever, but I think it's, uh, it's definitely made decision-making even more important than right. it was before, if that's a thing. But also, like, you know, it's also like how you set up your brand and differentiate who you are versus everyone else that's now playing in the same sandbox. Yeah. you got to have a, a shtick of some form, right? you got to have something that sets you apart. And, you know, it's every restaurant that, you know, you read about that's opening has a great patio. And they have brunch, and I'm like, cool, but, like, what else? And your dogs can come there, and it's oh, kid-friendly. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes not all the uh, aspects of that Venn diagram can link up, as far as I'm concerned. But, I mean, you know, having, you know, it's, it's good. I think, it, you know, it helps you guys out that you were here early. I mean, I say early like you've been open for a, you know, crazy amount of time. But, you know, there's still breweries opening, but you have a. You we got, were the newest brewery in Charlotte for four months. I think it, it, that's what it was, because then Pilot opened, uh, and then Town, and now Protagonist. So. Yeah, that one's uh, right around here, I think, isn't it? Yeah, thirty fifth and. North well, don't Dayton. forget about Brewers at four thousand one Yancey. They opened during <laughs> that stretch too. Oh yeah, how do we forget about those guys? <laughs> Hey, Jeff, I know you're way over there. Do you happen to remember way back, I don't know, it feels like it was about two or three years ago when Scott from Spokane started sending us no-lie stuff? Oh, yeah. We no, I mean, we've been having, man, it's probably, it's probably been closer to four years. Okay. And then we started seeing them pop up in the market, too. Right. And then, um, so, so no-lie is a, stands for Northern Lights. They're a, uh, uh, a, a relatively small brewery considering how much distribution they have, but um, they're, they're based out of Spokane, Washington, and uh, went out there. Uh, we, we, I, I think that was part of the beercation. Gosh, that's been four years, I think. Yeah, I think uh, you, right. can, you can actually see the article uh, I wrote up on, uh, on my visit there and the pictures and whatnot. Uh, really neat place. It's in this like kind of oddball strip mall, but... Um, you know, they had real good beer, and then they were distributing. Uh, I want to say they brought somebody on from another um, from, uh, from another brewery that was going to help them get into more national distribution. And I think they got out into that and decided that that wasn't really where they wanted to be. So they started to pull back, right? So, you know, they've just kind of, like, centralized back into that, that Spokane area. And we haven't seen them here in Charlotte for a while. And Yeah, it's been uh, I mean, Scott still goes there, and every now and then he'll send me a picture of some of the stuff he's having. And it looks great, and he says it's real good. So, I mean, one of these days I, I need to put that on my list. But, I mean, typically it's the, uh, you know, if he's going to send stuff, I'm like, yes, please, with the free months. Yes. All of the free months, please. All of thank the free you. months, please. Yes. But, um, yes, so, be bombs. Yes, thank you. So, you know, the fact that they kind of pulled out, they 
they were almost nationwide at one point. Now, like you said, they've kind of localized back to the Pacific Northwest. Right. Well, all of a sudden, there was an untapped check-in one day that their beer was at Wrigley Field. <laughs> That's Wait weird. Is it? Wait, what? Is Wait it actually at Wrigley Field? No, it's not. Who is it, Wells? Goose Island. Yes! That, that makes I mean, more sense to me. Sorry, I might as well just cut to the chase. Yeah, no, you're fine. So um, they have a beer called Born and Raised, which is no lies, kind of... Their IPA, they don't actually. I'd be willing to bet that we had that on the show. Actually, I believe we have. Uh, they Maybe don't the actually own the trademark for it. They just do, do what? Sorry. If we had it on the show, and I'm like, maybe on the playground where we spent Born most of our days. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they uh, up. Article shoot. mentioned like first use. Yeah, they've got first use, but they don't actually have the trademark for it. So Goose Island, mm. the is being assholes and saying, "Well, you don't have the trademark for it, so fuck off. We're gonna just name that beer, and you're just gonna have to deal with it. There is no brand confusion." Well, and yet, according here. to Goose Island, there's no brand confusion because No Lies Born and Raised isn't available in Chicago, and Goose Island's Born and Raised is supposed to be for the Chicago, Chicago only. market only. And it's kind of funny, it's for the Chicago market only because people in Chicago have largely turned their back on Goose Island, not seeing them as Chicago anymore. But people were checking not. it in at Wrigley Field as the No Lie beer. Well, Which, I mean, I, I think that's probably as much a careless use that it is you know they somebody look somebody's at Wrigley they're having a couple of beers I want to check this in uh, born and raised that's close enough I don't it's pay any attention to it kind of good for no lie though because now they're getting some more publicity because of it but actually the ratings are lower we're lower <laughs> oh crap well and I was going to say well somebody that manages untapped for breweries at yeah. least occasionally uh, how much of an easy fix would this be uh, if at all I mean, you've got to go in and then just say this beer doesn't belong to us and it belongs somewhere else, and then it's reviewed. But that assumes that there's someone at every single brewery that cares that much about database management. Um, but, I mean, I've seen breweries from... I mean, I've seen Birdsong's Higher Ground checked in as a triple C beer. That was annoying. <laughs> like, I don't think you make this. A hop, drop, and roll under old Mecklenburg. That See, was, I would that always, was cool. I, my, my big gripe was always when people would try to put vintages Thanks on old Mech beer. Yeah. Like, there is but no Mechtoberfest 2016. Well, I'd say arguably there maybe, is. Maybe there is now, but, but I mean. there's no copper yeah. vintage. You know what I mean? That, that frustrates me. It's a year-round beer, you dick. But, but I've got to get my badges, man. Yeah. I've got to get my check-ins up. I'm just going to start falsifying beer things. So I guess that's just a, another uh, question I have for you two is a, people that own and run a brewery. Have you ran into a similar situation where maybe somebody else in North Carolina had the same beer name and you've had to do kind of handshake agreements or anything like that yet? That hasn't come up yet. Okay. We, uh, we always try to not name any of our beers uh, something <laughs> that's been used before. Uh, there have been a couple collabs where that's been the case. But uh, the one we do with Noda Thick and then the one we do with Birdsong Bookends, there's like a multitude of them now. So, I mean, we're not necessarily worried about it. But, but um, I think it's one thing when you're a small brewer making a one time batch. Now, if you were to tell me that Bookends, which I think we're going to have on the next show, you're to tell me that Bookends was now going to be your flagship beer, and you've just signed distribution, and you're going nationwide, and it's going to be the single beer that's going to, you know, not that that's what 
uh, Goose Island's looking for. But, I mean, they're going to get a lot of traction with that beer. I mean, you can't tell me that they didn't have a chance to take a look at that. It's just, it's a, man, that's a nice name. And I guarantee somebody looked it up and said, oh, they've got first use rights. But they they don't have the trademark. Go for it. Go ahead and use it. Ching-ching. Stamped approved. I mean, it's a dick move. Uh <laughs> But I think, you know, yeah, look, obvi- obviously we've... Is that the legal term? Obviously, it that's is, a, actually. That's the technical term, yes. Uh, you know, the bigger breweries have not been shy about the fact they really don't care about that kind of stuff. Uh, so. I mean, look at Stone versus Keystone. Like, that's... <laughs> weird yeah we, and we haven't finished that it, it it kind of finished itself but we haven't finished that story and i keep meaning to and at some point we will uh, just like but apparently not today okay no cool. we had 10 stories to get through today so right. yeah. thanks wells it's your fault i want to know the Sorry, end of the man, story busy reading i bet you, you we don't you even are. get to play any games today i just it's can't wait to get fault. to the mirage story say what so i just can't wait to get to the mirage story <laughs> So, any other thoughts on, on Goose Island just being dicks? I mean, I mean, they're dicks. Okay, Fair surprise. Enough. Big beer is going to big beer. Hey, hater, haters going to hate. Trollers going to troll. So, AB and Bev is going to be jerks. I, I can't noticed. remember if we talked about Sierra Nevada and the Resilience IPA. Did we ever talk Several about times. that? Yeah, yeah. This okay. is this was the, the beer where they sent like up? all the all the instructions and everything out to all the breweries and um, ingredients were donated. Yeah. Yeah, and the, and the idea was you get you you know like I don't, did you guys participate in that? Uh, we didn't have tank space actually. We wanted to do it, and then uh, we talked about doing a collab with a couple of the breweries, and that kind of fell through too. So it just didn't but it, work but out. It, so it was basically like make this beer, and then you know the, the proceeds the, get donated yeah. to the, the wildfires in California. It was mm-hmm. it was a really neat story, yeah. but then it turned dark. Yeah, so unfortunately, right now they don't even have about they're missing over about half of the donations they should have collected by this point. Yeah, and, you know, that's not a good thing, but I don't know that they necessarily handled that the best way either, because they kind of just, like, posted online and was like, hey, anybody well, that it, hasn't it, sent in money. I, it was an email that they sent out, basically, yeah. to all these uh, participating okay. breweries and said, hey, uh, so we don't have about half of our money. Yeah, they didn't name anybody, I don't think. Right, no, no they didn't call it, anybody out directly. basically just, yeah, we're missing money from half of you, basically. And, you know, they laid out this is when you were supposed to have ceased beer sale. If you're participating in this program, it's like we need you to brew your beer by this day, to have it out, you know, and ready by this day. We need you to stop selling the beer by this day and then send us your final collected. You know, it's, it's all set out, and these participating breweries, or at least half of them, just, I mean, can't follow instructions. It's not hard. Or they don't have the money. He met a, he met a lot of brewers. Why they don't have the money? Because all the ingredients, like everything to make this beer, was on the house. So yes, for a brewery you, to say, "Oh, we don't have the money to send to you," well, why? I mean, you, it didn't cost you anything to make aside from. But hey, check out our new pinball machine. Space. Yeah, <laughs> that was free. Here. <laughs> and we did not participate. Look, I'm not. I'm not trying to implicate you guys. You've already said you didn't have the tank space. Exactly. So I mean, you know. Not holding you to the fire. I'm just saying. We also would have paid. Oh, I'm sure. And, and you know, there there were a couple people in town, you know, a couple breweries that were, you know, vocal about, you know, we, we sent our money in right away. And, you know, it's a shame that now, probably through 
I'm sure it wasn't the intent of Sierra Nevada, but the email gets leaked, like all things electronic do. Well, when you send something out to 4,000 participating yep. breweries, it's going to leak. And then people want to know, oh, well, I remember having that beer here. Did you guys pay up? Like, that's got to be yeah. a, that's got to be It potentially implicates breweries that actually did their the, the right thing and paid on time and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. There's no real way of figuring out who did and who didn't. It'd be real so interesting to find out, like, you know, six months down the road where they just finally get fed up and say, okay, here's the list. Yep. We're publishing the list. We're going to tell you exactly yeah. who didn't pay. <laughs> and, which I think is fine. You know, it's a... You're outing people that said they were going to make a charitable donation and then, like, took money and then just didn't donate. Yeah, that's a, that's a bad deal. Bad deal all around. So, yeah, I mean, six months from now, if nobody... Then I think I'm good. Did, did I give you the story? I think, yeah, okay. it's this. Okay. <laughs> wow. I got two extra sets of glasses. I'm, I'm you know. Yeah, but he's all out of his element right but now. But I didn't spill the crowler, so like. Small victories. Yeah. That's right. That's right. If you wasted a drop of that, it was coming for you. Phrasing. <laughs> so the TTB has been kind of on a tear lately with some fines. Oh, yeah? Who are they yeah. going after now? Constellation this time. Constellations. They're the ones that have like Corona and uh, Ballast, Ballast Point. Point. Funky Buddha. Oh, they have Funky Buddha. Okay, okay. Yep. Huh. I think this is a big one. Uh, so so, anyways, so they, got, they, got, they got a big a, fine. So typically when these big brewers get these big fines or these big conglomerates do, they were doing something pretty bad, usually in the inadmissible monies and gifting and whatnots to... And, and so this one was basically that. It was a pay-to-play. They got fined $420,000 for pay-to-play from uh, 2016 to basically April. That's the so, frustrating thing because you know like $420,000 sounds like a whole lot. It's but it's not. not. Over three so, years? Yeah. They probably they could have profited more than that. Than, than that. That's not much money. That's for that. Well, Heineken got fine. What was it? Two and a half million. Yeah. That's right. Yep. Yeah. So I mean, I think we're gonna we're gonna keep seeing this happen, which I think is a good thing. Yeah. But I I don't think these fines are enough. I no. Don't especially for these big corporations like this. It's not it's enough. A, it's a marketing expense. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I, I mean, do think we've we've talked about it. I, I'm about ninety percent sure they, when they're writing their yearly budgets, probably figure all this shit out and go, yeah. uh, "We're going to get hit by the TP, TTB for a million dollars. That's yeah. a million away from marketing." Yeah. That's yeah. fucking crazy. I, yeah. I, I agree with that. I mean, four hundred twenty grand over a three year period, especially. But I mean, to a company that paid. How many? How much for uh, Ballast Point? It was a ridiculous a, amount. Like what? A billion dollars? Yeah. Billion. Yeah. Yep. So four hundred twenty thousand. Four hundred twenty thousand. Totally gonna matter, guys. Oh yeah, I'm, they're they're really gonna feel that. They really learned their lesson. And the sad part, Josh, kind of to your point, is I wouldn't billion. be surprised if they look yeah. at it and go, "Huh? So we did all of this, and we only got fined four hundred twenty thousand dollars." Yeah, and how much money did we make? Pay to play What's has been happening for a long time and will oh, yeah. continue well, to happen with booze. I mean, dollars you do it again. Yeah. And, and yeah, you're right. It's been going on for I mean, how you guys long? Used to do buy one get one kegs. I yep. mean, that it's been happening forever. Yep. Yeah, and it's just the lights. I think finally getting exposed a little bit, which is good. But again, I don't feel like these fines are enough. So one of our favorite favorite topics to discuss on the show is why there are some breweries that should not be breweries or they should have a business manager to run their brewery instead of themselves. Mm. Oh, this is my favorite. So, wait. Are, yeah, okay. Go ahead. 
Yeah, so uh, this brewery, are they in Seattle? I believe they are. Uh, Mirage Beer. They decided they were going to make a Crips and a Blood beer. Right. Nothing could go wrong. Snitch Blood. So, you know. Snitch Blood. Where are you from? Seattle being the epicenter of wokeness. (laughs) And I I say that somewhat sarcastically, but somewhat not. Why are you wearing a blue bandana? (laughs) Come at me and find out. (laughs) Come at me and find out, bro. But yeah, I mean, grips and blood beer, like so, kind of going, kind of like, like as a tie-in to like, as a tie-in to the born and raised story. Going back to this, like, you cannot tell me we're out of beer names. You cannot tell me. No, we're absolutely not. I come in here, you know, and so I'll brag on you guys for a second. I come in here, and every time I look up at that board, I'm like, that's a cool name I've never seen before. That's a cool... Dang it. Like, if, if I was buying on Beer Name, I'd be broke. You guys do a good job. And it's not like these are... You should are, buy more on Beer Name. Say? <laughs> just kidding. I, I mean, it, it's like, you just need to have a little creativity and a willingness to spend five minutes searching. And listen to a lot of music. And listen to a lot of music. Sure. Watch a lot of movies. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, it's getting harder to name beers, but... Man... As long as you're mining you you relatively obscure some fish gibberish together, like a juicy yeah, wine, you'll be good. I mean, wait, I know we've that. said no more free Sandy. ideas, but maybe we just need to build one of those stupid random name generators Let and make Google it for that fucking for beer. You. Yeah. <laughs> and just make it for beer. Like, here, dumbasses, go to this website to name was, your beer. There was one of those for, like, it was like a year or two ago during the height of the crazy DDH haze craze. Yeah. And... It, it was like you'd pop it in. It would give you some like weird, wow. I don't say weird, but like some uh, like geometric colored background with like a, like a name on it. It was, it was hilarious. It was great. Nice. So, of course, they, the backlash on this came out pretty quick. And he said, oh, yeah, I fully agree. This is dumb. So uh, I'm just going to change Thanks for the, the publicity. Yeah, thanks for the publicity. And then uh, all proceeds are going to go to the Southern Poverty Law Center. But still. So as a brewer... <laughs> How close do you get to the edge when it comes to this name is getting me close? We've had a few of those conversations. Uh. <laughs> but you're having the conversations at least. HR usually shuts some of the names down. Sure, 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 sure. You have an HR department? <laughs> That's yeah, it's me. Yeah, it's me. <laughs> that All explains right. a lot of the inappropriate touches. Except I came up with... I have a backlog of complaints. <laughs> <laughs> You can air your grievances here. Yeah. It's fine. File them in the correct file, please. T. Yeah. But I mean, like, there's a there's a, a pizza place near us, and they're uh, I guess a national chain, and they had a pizza called Respect. And it in the description, it fully makes reference to Aretha Franklin. It was right after she died, and the foundation came in and was like, "Nope, you can't do that." And they're like, "Okay." I mean, some of that stuff, you you know, I, I would imagine you guys are pretty wise about. For the most part, I'm giving you credit. Take it. Thank if you. Want you. To. <laughs> uh, I'll take what we can get. Uh, I mean, it's um, look these days in the world of social media and everything is just available online now. You never know who you're going to offend, and somebody's always offended. Yes. By something. What are we mad about today, guys? Yeah. I mean, Jeff and I talk about this all the time. We call it the outrage culture. Yeah. Well, like we had a logger on that we did. Actually, it was a collab we did with High Branch. A good while back, 
Logger room, logger room talk. Oh, yeah, yeah, we had it. That was off great. The tanks. Yeah, yeah. We was and uh, you know, I was like, man, all right, we're talking about locker room talk. It was like relevant at the time because yeah. of the whole that thing with, yep, said president. And uh, I was like, you know, is anybody going to be offended by this? And we were just kind of like, they shouldn't be, but does that mean they won't be? Right. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, we just said. Screw it. Let's do it. If somebody really has a problem, it's a one-off. And like, yeah, I, I, and and I feel like there, you got to be careful that you're not you're not sanitizing yourself so much that you're worried about the one person, because the one person can get really vocal, and then it goes viral, and that's I think I'm sure as a business owner that's probably what you're afraid of in, in a lot of cases. But locker room talk. I mean, I mean, we try to have a sense of humor uh, about a lot of the stuff we do, and. Naming is one awesome way to do that, and kind of that's part of your like brand and kind of who you are. Mm-hmm. Give people a glimpse into personalities that are at play. And so, I mean, I, you know, so far so good. Knock on wood. But uh, you know, look, if that's why we we all have conversations about this yeah. stuff. And that's the thing. Like, don't drink beers. I don't know if he was the one that actually called out Mirage. There was an Indiana brewery. They had the like Black Beers Matter thing, where he was quoting. Yeah, we talked about that one. Quoting too. Martin Luther King and stuff. Like, man, and don't drink beers. His point was, it must be pretty sad when you don't have any friends to run ideas by to tell you they're horrible. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like, when you don't have anyone to say, ooh, maybe that's yeah, not yeah. such a good idea. You probably shouldn't or, do that. When you're at that place where you have what you think is a hilarious idea, and people are like. No. no, and you're like, screw it, it's funny, I'm doing it anyway. Yeah, it was a while ago. We talked about a brewery that was somewhere in California that was like some somebody short bus, and yeah. I'm like, yeah, bro, really? <sighs> yeah, bro, really? That was, and yeah, it, like Jeff said, like apparently you just thought this was so funny, you're just gonna run with it and not realize what you're doing and go. Look, I'll get some backlash, but it's beer culture. Everybody accepts everything. Well, I mean, like there come, there's a time and a place. You know, and some breweries have gotten smart about, you know, like, I feel like one in, maybe one in ten is being too conservative, but I feel like there for a while, one in ten, if not more, breweries had Dirty Blonde or, you know, Dirty Girl Blonde or, you know, Dirty Blonde Girl or, you know, it's like, yeah. come on, man. Yeah, it's vanilla nowadays. I know. Well, it is, but like, you know, we're starting to see some of that go away, which is fine. It's tired. It is tired. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. You're no like, longer edgy. Wow, you're going to make a blonde joke. No, about your blonde, really? <laughs> Never saw that coming in a million years. <laughs> the first time. Awesome move. Cool. Sweet. Five stars would not drink again. Yeah, just, <laughs> I'm bored. Now, yeah. are we ready for break? Oh, yeah, sure. Oh, we can do that. We'll be back 30. None. Don't worry about it. No spiders? No. Oh, I'm not worried about it's it. It's a myth. I hate them. I don't like them. It's an urban legend. It's not your myth. peanut butter. It's not a myth. Y'all see, I think two pounds of dirty here. 
mm. on average. Mm. I do it on purpose, though. So. Well, yeah. Insane. Well, that's <laughs> like my New Year's tradition is to just eat two pounds of dirt right away. That way I don't have to do it. You're done for the rest of the year. Eat all my dirt and spiders. How are you going to do it? I don't know what you guys. I'm doing the dirt diet. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's not great. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it's not great at all. All right, Jeff. It's time for Bite and Buy. How does that work? Bite and Buy is where we talk about the beer that we have been drinking through the show. Uh, we have we have extended an offer to Ben and Gavin to abstain from any Charlotte Brewery beer, although they decidedly said, no, no, we want to talk trash. So um, we'll allow them to say whatever they want to say. Uh, because up first, uh, so we're going to talk about the beers that we had, whether we buy them or not buy them. It's real straight and easy. Yes, no, the end. Uh, up first for today from Heist, one of their new-ish cans, I suppose. There's no date on this, but uh, they don't. their cans don't usually sit around too long. But uh, this is Dank Daniel, complete with uh, white vans on dang, the label. Daniel. That's a meme for all you oldies. It's a vine. What's a meme? It's a vine. I thought it was May-May. May-May? Or Mimi. 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 I met someone that thought it was May-May. And you no longer talk to me, I, I, I had to enlighten. Yes. Yeah. Uh, however, Dank Daniel is a hazy pale ale uh, from Heist here in Charlotte. Um, you know, and, and I, I didn't notice that it was a pale ale at first. I, I'm used to there being like regular IPAs, double IPAs. And when I poured it, I'm like, man, it's really light. It doesn't seem as like thick and viscous and like I need to get my fork and knife out for uh, but, uh, man, this was really good. I like the hops in this. Uh, real nice pale ale. I, uh, I would buy this. Wells, how about you? I'm in for this. It was a bit on the grassy side for me versus some of their other hazies, but, uh, I mean, I still really enjoyed it. Who am I kicking this to? Me, and then we'll have them. Oh, cool, Josh. Yeah. Uh, so, was it last weekend or two weekends ago that you and I went on our little excursion? Two weekends ago. Two weekends ago. So, Wells and I went Three. out. Three weekends ago. It was yeah. before the last I think it was show four. There we go. It was four. Well, and I do I hear five? Five, 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 six, seven, 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 Shut your whore mouth. I want to actually talk about this for a second. We went to Heist's new barrel facility, which I had not been to yet. I've only, you know, just been to the the normal one. And number one, it was perfect for me because there was not a soul there, which was great because for those of you that know me, I don't like people, generally speaking. Or crowds. Josh, Notice don't I'm get surrounded by things to keep yes. everybody away from me. Yes. We're in a... No, we're in a, no! We're in a small room off to the side, and Josh still has courting himself off from everybody. Well, yeah, because, you know, that's how I do. Stop. You're freaking me out. <laughs> uh, but, so anyways, uh, we go there, and like I said, it was amazing. It was awesome because... Well, we have fruit flies. Like, yeah, I just noticed that, too. I'm like, I need to install one of those in the studio. Drain, that'd, be, that'd be nice. 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 Can you get a floor drain? Yeah. In the uh, BCAST studio? Yeah, I'll work on that. I'll work on that. Uh, so anyways, like I said, we went there. It was awesome. It was great. I happened to see in their cooler that this was sitting in there, and I was like, huh, well, I found this a common market. So to my knowledge, this was like one of their, not their first first, but they're now actually hitting outside distro. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I see it. At, when I'm at Kit's trackside, I see it a lot. Not this particular beer, but they usually right. have one or two, if not three, heist beers in rotation there. Right, so. which for the longest time, it was brew pub only. Yeah. And, and so yeah. I, I think well, it's cool. For the longest time, they were on a 10 hectoliter system. Right. And now they're on a, what, a 30-barrel system? Is that right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, so I'd, that is correct. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> 10 hectoliters is about eight barrels. <laughs> eight and a quarter? That is correct. Is that metric? Ish. It is. Dang it. So long story short, I was just very excited to see that, you know, some more of their stuff starting to hit distro. And, of course, 
I'll buy this beer because it's iced and and Wells has Stockholm me into their hazy IPAs to the point where I, I, just I will say can't ignore my, them. my standard gripe about the hazy IPAs if you're not putting a date on the can I get I get real nervous if well, I'm at common market I don't know that I'm buying it but here's the thing it's not like these are readily available cans if it's yes. something that's all the time available but if it's something you've only brewed once in the last six months sure. I don't really see the need to necessarily date stamp a can for that if you do one release I get it but why wouldn't you but why wouldn't you I don't know. But what I if mean, you did? I, I can't think of a good reason to not, but, I mean, just aside from... Our cans have a special technology. You can age them for years. Age them for years? <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> I'd say don't the, do that. the most I've ever aged any of your beer, I think I've got... Uh, I think a Crowler made it two weeks one time, and uh, I decided Chuck wasn't worthy, and I was afraid of it going bad, so I went ahead and drank it. Yeah. Speaking of which, I should probably do a crowler. Oh, I've been saving a crowler of one of their IPAs since day one. Sweet. <laughs> yeah. See awesome. That can technology. Yeah. Total. Bring that over here and open it up. Mm. Yeah, let's crack that bad boy up. <laughs> Nothing could go wrong. I'm just kidding. I have been saving. I still have some of the uh, uh, Imperial Stout left, though. Yep. I got, I got one bottle. D- despite sitting in the fridge. my best efforts. <laughs> I keep wanting to open up that, that stout, but it's like... Well, we're in the pool today, so stout, I'm not really feeling it. So do you gentlemen want to buy no buy the high spirit? Uh, I'd buy. I like it. I'd buy. It okay. was, uh, I agree with Wells, a little grassy. Uh, probably just from a, I mean, those guys dry up pretty excessively. So, no, it was nice. In and, a good way. Yeah, it was nice and light. Uh, for a hazy pale ale, definitely. Cool. Jeff, next beer up. Next beer up from Fontaflora. Wells was quite giddy about the hologram. Hologram. Holla. Holla, 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 holla. Not like hologram. It's, there's no C on this, just hologram. Uh, this is an ice. This is a Fontaflora's hologram. It's an iced mocha style coffee beer aged on toasted oats, Videri cocoa nibs, and counterculture hologram coffee. Which, now that I say that out loud, I'm like, oh yeah, it looks like one of their bags of coffee. Oh. See what they did there? Yeah. Smart. Um, Smart. Smart. This is real good coffee. This is real good beer. It's only 3%. 2.8. 2.8. 2.8. 2.8. 2.8. It's really good. I like it. I just don't understand where this fits in my life. Uh, morning beer? <laughs> okay. That's, that's not, what I would drink. That's not coffee in my <laughs> cup. That's not coffee. I mean, if I want alcoholic coffee, I will make some alcoholic coffee. Uh, no, this, Fair. That all being said, I mean, this is real good. It is. But, I mean, the important question, would you actually buy this beer? I, no, I'm not going to buy okay. this because, you know, at the, at the price per, like, I just, I don't. I knew buy, that's where he was going with yeah, it. Yeah, that's I, why I, I don't, I don't buy a lot of cold brew coffee anyway because I can make my own. Right. I'm, I'm happy doing that, and if I want to add alcohol to it, I'll do that. Uh, this is really, really, really good. My Lack of buying it has nothing to do with the quality. I really like this. I just, I would never, I'm never spending $12 on a four-pack. Okay, fair enough. Wells, please don't punch me. <laughs> it was, I mean, come on, I've had this beer. Sideshow Bob, please don't hit me. I've had this beer four times in the last 20 hours. Um, it's delicious. It, it, really it tastes like a cold brew. It, if you were to tell me this is like the newest thing from Starbucks, I would have believed you. It, 
I mean, 2.8%, it's not noticeable. It's just delicious yeah. and enjoyable. And I'm not going to like, I can have as many of these as I can consume them. And that's as far as it goes. Yeah. I, I'm all for this. I really enjoy this. And, and I'm not even going to try to tell Jeff how wrong he is because that just means more for me. Josh. Fair enough. So remember, I think it was Mystery Brewing that did that really low percentage yeah. IPA that I fell in love with? Yeah. There are times, Jeffrey, where a low percentage beer is a good thing. Yeah. And look, I don't want to... would die in England. Yeah. I, I, look, I'm not, I don't want to be that guy that's like, you know, I'm doing, all right, it's $12, it's only 3%. Yes, I'm, you are. I want... Yeah, you literally that just exactly did that. exactly what you're doing. Okay, Mark, you're whatever. You're not going to spend the money on this. It's Hi, it's $3 a can. Hi, like, Mark. See, and, and I would agree with you. Like, this is perfect. This is fantastic. This is yeah. nice. It's not boozy in any way, shape, or form. And this I could be it. I mean, this could just be a great, like, hey, I want to drink a beer, but I don't want a 12% stout. I just want sure. something nice it, and mellow. Look, there are times. I want a giant coffee stout in my pool when it's 100 degrees outside. Give me a case of this. Breakfast for dinner. Yeah. I'll I'll buy into that. Breakfast for dinner is another one. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. What do you guys think? Uh, I thought the amount of flavor going on with a 2.8% beer was pretty incredible. Uh, I would drink the hell out of that. It reminds me of like (laughs) the coffee I left in the pot yesterday. I just don't have the the I, I can't take the effort to heat it up again so just throw some half and half and some sugar in it <laughs> and it tastes delicious it's actually better than that but I think it's great I would buy it for $14 a four pack 12 you would buy it at 14 <laughs> get my ideas man it would be a great uh, Sunday morning beer for me that's that's my day off where I like to drink some coffee but where I get to enjoy coffee, I should say. <laughs> uh, but at $12 a four-pack, I don't know. Value proposition is just not well, and, and so, like, I think it's How much t- are you going to pay for a cold brew anywhere? That's a good point. I mean, you're talking $3 easily for a 12-ounce can, if not four. So, this boozing. And this has 2.8% ABV. Like, and that's that goes just amount 0. of ABV. Zero. But I think, like, for you guys especially, you know, you typically carry a low ABV option, at least one almost at all time. You know, whether it's your Grazer or um, the other one. You guys always have something low. So, I mean, you know, game respect game. I mean, I feel like that's a, that's a good ringing endorsement. Newsflash for you. Their Grazer costs more than $3 just to let you know. And it's, what, about the same ABV? And, but you'd pay it here all the time. So why is this any different? Because I hate you. <laughs> Because it's in cans somewhere else than right now. <sighs> That's right. Because I can't get it in a crowler when I come here. I already got my West Coast crowler when I walked in the door. Yeah, I'm like, that one looks good, and it'll also give me a thumper. Just $10 dollars on Mondays. Hey, even then. Yeah, there you go. Jeff, next beer up. <laughs> next beer up. So, so yeah, spoiler alert. You know that measure that we kind of have in, informally where it's like... Uh, the one that gets emptied first is usually the winner. Yeah. So um, Wells brought in a crowler from uh, Kit's trackside of uh, Dogfish Heads, bourbon barrel-aged, uh, Kentucky bourbon barrel-aged, like as if there's a better kind, but uh, barrel-aged Palo Santo Merol. 
It's a whopping 13.3%. And uh, yes, you can have some more. And this stuff drinks like a dream. It is fantastic. <laughs> You've got some. Look at it. He's over there like, <laughs> more? Please. <laughs> chugs, chugs the remainder of it. So, I mean, a little bit more about this beer. Uh, okay. the, the base beer, Palo Santo Marone, is aged in these gigantic wooden vats made of Palo Santo, which is one of the hardest, uh, like, natural woods in the world, aside from my dick. Hey-oh! Oh. Right. Man, he's that's, been, that's gross. Man. He's been saving that one up for a week. I know, it gross. just kind of came out of my mouth. That's what happens when I drink 13 8. Yeah, usually your own, never mind. This is comes delicious. out of your mouth. You can edit this, right? This is delicious. <laughs> there nope. was, I don't edit anything. Nope. No, there's this... Cool. There was a video that back when this, these four packs of Palo Santo Marone first started shipping, it was all about how we harvest this wood and how we make these gigantic vats. And uh, there's a guy, like, shooting a magnum at this tree, like, in the Amazon, and the, the tree is stopping the bullets. I mean, it's, it's one of the most dense, uh, dense woods in the world. So, uh, Besides what? Exactly. Well, I mean, it's, it's above uh, mahogany, or, for sure. The, the kicker and? is, like, he's all excited because he's all like, talking about his private parts, saying that they're dense and it's hard. The, the reality of it is it's two, only two inches long. <laughs> The motion of the ocean. <laughs> Whatever. No, half the time the stupid shit he says ends up becoming a title. So, <laughs> oh my god. Nope. At any rate, uh, back to the nature at hand. This is fantastic. It drinks like a dream. Uh, you know, so when you look at the picture for the show, we have you know a 16 ounce can, a 12 ounce can, a 12 ounce bottle, and a crowler. The crowler got killed first by a long shot. Um, this thing drinks awesome. Wells was super excited when he got it. I, I totally understand why. This is a big buy for me. Love this. Wells? I love the base beer, but to essentially double barrel it, I mean, I guess not barrel if it's a vat, but whatever, to, uh, for this to see bourbon barrels on top of Palo Santo, this is freaking amazing. I love it. Josh? Yeah, this is absolutely stunning and fantastic in every way, and I thank you very much for getting this crawler of it. It's not just the thank you very much for getting this crowler. It's the thank you very much for, like, holding on to this crowler yes. for a week and also, a half. Yes. Also, I might add, thank you very much for not blowing it up in your keyser. Hmm? I told you we were not going to talk about that on microphone, Jeffrey. Actually. Shots were fire. What do you guys think? You like? Uh, Fan-fucking-tastic. I mean, yeah, Ben, I think, had probably about a quarter, if not two-thirds of that crowler, which I'm not even hating. So. I'm jealous. A little jealous. It's all good. It's yeah. good. I'd buy it. All right, Jeff, final beer up. Uh, final beer up. Um, we haven't had a uh, round box Firestone on in a while. Yeah, it's been a minute, especially since they started destroying here. Look, I didn't even look at the list. If it has been, if it has been, I don't know, whatever. It's been, uh, I know it's been at least three years. It was uh, Mark that brought on our last vintage of Sukaba, which I guess was, you know, we're going back to the beer names thing. Hi, Mark. And I'm Mark. Go back to the beer names thing. Abacus. It was, it, was, it was Abacus before. And Chicago. I guess, you know, they had one of those uh, trademark fights with somebody. And they're like, cool. We'll just spell it backwards. We'll make it easy. Sukab. Take that. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> um, barrel-aged barley wine. I, man, anytime Firestone. I shouldn't say anytime. 95% of the time when I see the Firestone cardboard box... I get excited and I buy it. Um, 
that weird uh, dark and stormy is the only one that I, I've had that I, I just I cannot I cannot tolerate. But uh, everything else is super great. Uh, barrel aged barley wine, uh, English style. I mean, this this hits a lot of good marks for me. I'm a big buy on this one. Wells. Basically, if it's a brown box from Firestone, I'm probably going to enjoy it. And this is no exception. You know, barrel aged beer, Firestone Walker. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm all for it. Josh. You said all the things I was going to say, so yeah, absolutely. Ben, Kevin? Uh, I'm not actually a big barley wine fan. What? Uh, Get out. Yeah, we've had this conversation before. It's fine. Uh, however, this is, this is really excellent. Uh, I would, would definitely buy it. The one thing I'm a little upset with Firestone Walker about is they've switched from bo- like boxing bombers yeah. into 12-ounce bottles. Yeah. And you're not okay with that? I'm not okay with that. Why? Because I used to get the anniversary bottle every year from my brother-in-law who lives in San Diego. He still sends them to me, but now they come in 12-ounce bottles instead of bars. Did you tell? Just, you just, just like, you love you them. Send me two. Send me two. <laughs> oh, I, did, I did say that. Yeah. You, know, you know we can get them in town now? Well, it's not the same for him. I get it. It's fine. Yeah. And it's an easy Christmas gift for him. I'm a huge barley wine lover. And this is great, so definite buy. So are you team English or team America on the barley wine? Yes. Get out. He doesn't know. (laughs) I I like a lot of American barley wines because I do like the hoppier, but I do end up aging them. But English barley wine uh, was the base for our braggot that we did. Okay. And that was quite nice. Uh, Very bitter, which I liked a lot. The braggot wasn't bitter. It wasn't. Right. But the English barley wine is more bitter. Ben would like to under- know if you understand flavoring. That side eye. <laughs> That's what he told me. That's how I sell. I'm All right, Jeff, it's time for I tap that. How does that work? Uh, I tap that. We're going to pick our favorite beer of the entire show. The one that, you know, so theoretically, if you have a kegerator at home, what you would like a keg of, um, you know, really aren't any slouches here. I, I mean, they, they all would, would have a good place, but... Uh, that Palo Santo, man, that that's that that does it for me. I mean, I yeah. I can't remember the last time. I mean, short of like Baptist, I can't remember the last time I had a thirteen percent beer that went that smooth. Um, maybe some of the like Kentucky Dark Stars from Fremont, B bomb, but uh, man, it's so good. So uh, Palo Santo for me. If I were to ke- if I were to put a keg of that Fontafora on tap, it would be gone in like a couple weeks. And I don't care how long that Palo Santo keg would stick around. That would, that's my call. It's got to be that. Josh. <sighs> He's thinking. I don't want a combo break, but I think I'm going to have to combo break. I got to go with the Sukaba. Sukaba? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Right Indeed. on. It's, it's a tough call. It's a tough call. Look at that. I, I, don't, feel like it's a, I don't feel like it's a bad choice yeah. at all. I mean, Wrong choice, but not a bad choice. They're both damn good. But <laughs> Scabba just edges out just a, a tad. Gavin? I would go with the uh, Pineapple 3C from Triple C. Oh. We didn't get to try that. Josh uh, forgot it. I, but, uh, no, actually, I would go with the Sukaba. I love it. I would go with the Palo Santo. That's, hey, it's, it's one of the best beers I've had. It's, I yeah. mean, look, it's... 
again, I, I don't feel like there's any slouches here. Yeah, there there are nights where we have some kind of turds, to be honest with you. And then like there's one clear winner, and this is one of those shows where all yeah. of these could stand up on their own. And, and it's it's kind of a shame because you know we just hand out a participation trophy then. I want my blue ribbon. Everyone gets a trophy. Everybody right. gets a trophy. But I mean, like even Dank Daniel. I mean, like I, yeah. I feel like everybody, you know, like like that is a really good beer yeah. that would probably clean up in some other show, just not this one. Yep, hundred percent. Got smoked. All right, Jeff. We're at the end of the show. Where are we at? Uh, come check us out on the interwebs. Go to craftbeercast.com. Find links to our old episodes. You know, we talked about No Lie. If you search uh, for No Lie, you'll find uh, the story that I wrote. Uh, and I'm not a writer, so bear with me, but. Uh, when I went on beercation, and that was one of the places I stopped and visited. Uh, neat place, neat people. Um, you know, check us out there. Uh, if you want to support us, go to patreon.com slash craftbeercast. Uh, we don't take in a ton of money, but uh, everything we do, we use to spend for hosting costs and stuff like that. And, you know, it's uh, all, all this fun beer that we have, we put out of our own pockets. So it was all yeah. good times. But, uh, you know, hey, check us out there. Uh, Interact with us. Hit us up uh, on Facebook slash uh, Facebook.com slash CraftBeerCast or on the Twitters at CBCast. Wells, how about you? You can mostly find me on the Instagram, sometimes on the Twitters at all the Wells. Josh. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at JoshCBC. Rate and review us on iTunes. Uh, don't forget our app about our subreddit slash r slash CraftBeerCast. Gavin and Ben, Divine Barrel, Pimpin'. Divine Barrel CLT on the Twitter and the Insta and Divine Barrel Brewing on Facebook. Right on. Anything else? All right. We will talk to you guys next Thursday.